Good morning, good morning again. Well, that was quick. The last time I asked about ice cream, it took you all about seven minutes to talk about ice cream, so maybe you don't like candy as much. I like Sour Patch Kids. That's probably my favorite, just in case anybody's wondering. Old school sweet tarts, the round thing that came in a tube like that long. Those are st- I don't know if they still make those because I'm a little older, but those were always really good. All right. Anyway, so I am uh, Andy. If I didn't introduce myself earlier, I'm the youth pastor here. I get the opportunity a couple of times a year, it seems like, to speak to you guys. And um, I always hope that it's like something fun and exciting so you guys leave here liking me. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know what this morning is really that. So just sit back and hold on. Um, open your spirits. Don't get offended if I say something because sometimes my wife rolls her eyes. Luckily, she's not here this morning, so she can't give me the look from the front row. Uh, I'll just hear about it when I get home. But anyway, so I, I think I got something, you know, that I know is from the Holy Spirit, but it's just, it just might rub you the wrong way a little bit, so, so sit back and uh, hold on. I think it's baptism Sunday, so at least you get look, you know, there's something exciting going to happen if I rough you up a little bit with the word or something like that. Anyway, so uh, just think about what to share with you guys, and it got me thinking that, that, can you scroll that up for me? Yeah, I knew there was a scripture somewhere in there. Philippians. I, listen, I might be all over the place more, and I apologize whoever's running those notes. Um, I'm going to go and let you know. I'm sorry. Philippians 1.6, and I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue that work until finally it's finished on the day when Christ returns. So let me think, is Jesus back yet? Dumb question, but okay, maybe let me help you out. Jesus ain't back yet. I, he's, he's not coming back to get us yet. So we're not done, right? I mean, it just says right there, until he comes back to get us. We're not done. So that means we got his hope to hold on to, his promises, his word, his Holy Spirit in us. But you got me think, things don't look real good right now, do they? Oh, man, this world is an um, absolute wreck. Um, but that's why the Bible tells us to walk by, thank you, faith, not by sight. Because we walk by what we see, man, it's, it's a tough road every day. And not just, we're not just talking about seeing with our eyes, it's what are you listening to. Right? All the things you're feeding on, if we, if we look at all that stuff, man, it makes life tough. But listen, it... It doesn't look good, but things can't stay this way. They're not. They, I mean, they can't. God's not done, so we're not done, so they can't stay this way. It got me thinking about Nehemiah. I think pastors talked on it before. Um, if you've not read the story, um, you should read it. It's a cool story. But, but it's a reminder to not believe in the things we see more than God. Okay, that, that story is. Listen, they're, 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 God's people were scattered and helpless. All right? I mean, they just, their city was in ruins. Um, the walls had fallen. It was just, it was, I mean, when I started reading, I was like, man, it seems like, I mean, our world, or at least America, I, I can't speak for the rest of the world. I don't live in it, but we're, we're pretty well, a lot of our stuff has fallen. It's just a wreck. We're scattered, right? God's people feel helpless. Well, just anybody really feels, I mean, there's, there's moments with, if you look at, at the world, it, it's hard to be positive sometimes. Would you agree? All right. So, 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 you know, even, and it got me thinking, you know, even with the, 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 I don't want to, I'm trying to tread softly so I don't step on. The chaos of COVID, I don't, however that's paying out, but it makes people feel, I mean, a lot of people has got them gripped with fear. A lot of people have experienced financial loss because of it. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of mess that have come on us in the last year. Just, just it seems like it's, it's just exponentially gotten bad. I mean, just life. Listen, in this story of Nehemiah, anybody could attack those people because their walls were down, right? They could just be stolen from, beaten. I'm trying to paint a picture here that they had it pretty rough, but it, it kind of equates to, to really what we have. Well, I mean, it's not, it, it always doesn't look good, does it? Only one person. Maybe everybody else has had an awesome time, but if it doesn't always look, I mean, 
I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to know it doesn't always look good and or go good. All right? I mean, but God never gives up on us. Even when we're in a mess, God never gives up. And the Bible just said he's not done with us till he comes back to get us. So that means no matter what the mess looks like, it's going to get better. All right? Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I didn't skip something there I wanted to tell you. But you can go wherever, and I'll catch up. Listen, when I preach in youth, I got my own iPad so I can do what I want. So every time I get up here, I have to learn that this doesn't do anything uh, <laughs> to make it go where I want, right? Just, I just probably look dumb on camera, and my wife's probably thinking, what is he talking about? It's, all, it's good, honey. But listen, so I've heard the story of Nehemiah told several times. I've even read it several times, but in case you didn't know, here's a quick synopsis. Their city was in ruin for 152 years. The walls were torn down. People were scattered. It was just a mess. God's temple was destroyed. I mean, it, was just, it wasn't good for 152 years. That's a long time. I mean, I, we don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm planning on staying on this planet that long. God help me not have to be here that long. Um, but listen, so Nehemiah, he wasn't even in the town. And he hears about how God's people in that city was destroyed. And he goes and in 52 days rebuilds what was destroyed for 152 years. 52 days. One man went in, and they saw a change. But listen, um, you know, I've heard the story preached. I've heard it told several times. And, 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 and we always talk about the problems, the mess, but we never really talk about how they got there. Never really, you never really talked about how they got there. And it's, it's kind of like I mean, think about us and our problems. We like to talk about them, but we never really want to talk about how we got there. Right? We like to talk about the unfair circumstances we're, we're, we're facing, the situations we're in, the mess that's created, but we never want to look at, well, why, am I, why am I in this mess? You know, um, you know, you got to make sure you post a picture on your social media to let everybody know how stressed you are in your bad hair day because you're facing whatever. I know it's funny, but that's what we do. We got to get out there and post it, make sure everybody knows the mess we're walking around in. And we got to make sure that's all we talk is the problem, 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 the problem. The problem. But it got me thinking, I never hear anybody go, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this because of this. We, we, I mean, we don't want to do that, right? So listen, we're in the mess, but a lot of times we even, we even get to the point, listen, here, you got me thinking, we even get to the point where, God, please fix this. God, why am I here? God, why are you letting it happen? Anybody ever ask God that? God, why is this, what it, maybe it's, it's whatever in your own life, but God, why is this happening? I mean, I can't imagine that for 152 years, they never once said, God, why, why are you letting all this go on? And we do that with our own. It could be something small. It could be something really big. But we often question and want to know what the answer is, how to fix it, how to, you know, God, why are you letting it? Why are you, why are you not taking it away? But, but God, listen, God, that's not God's, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's not God's job. I'll get there in a minute. But listen, often, maybe you've heard this. Have you ever heard someone or a preacher or, or a message or a podcast? I don't or podcasts, just preachers without seeing them. I don't listen to podcasts. So is that just people talking? Okay, sorry, I didn't want to say it wrong. So listen to a message via bo- podcast, but you hear them talking about the brokenness of God's people and that it's tragic. And, and he, the, you know, God's people are in a mess, and it is tragic. I totally agree. But, but they almost paint the picture like God let it happen to teach them a lesson. Has anybody ever kind of heard that? Let me help you out. God, God's not putting bad stuff on you to teach you anything. It's not God doesn't have bad stuff. I'm just going to go on and help you out there. So whatever sickness, whatever financial, whatever, God, God's not putting that on anybody to teach them a lesson. I'm just going to throw that out there, but you take that and run with it. Because um, that bugs me when people, I don't want to serve that God. 
I mean, let's be real. If God's going to punish me by putting something on me that's harmful, I don't, I don't want to serve that. I'm going to go out and do something else with my time. All right? Anyway, and that wasn't in there, but somebody may have needed that one. So, I'm getting somewhere. I know it's a lie. I'm getting somewhere. So listen, there's a reason we go through what we're going through, and it's not because of God. I'm going to go and say it. Are you ready for the, this is the, this is going to blow your mind. It's because of us. And nobody really wants to hear that because then we have to take responsibility for it, but it's really just true. Not, I mean, I, I'm not, I know you could probably tell me some story that something happened and it wasn't even remotely your fault. I get it. But the most of the time, the problems we face are because of us and the decisions we make. Listen, God's people, that's us, as a bad ha- we, we have this bad habit, it's, it's, well, it's just a bad habit of doing this thing called what we want. I don't know about you, I like to do what I want. Pastor always says I'm a man, I can do it. Well, maybe I say that, I don't know. I always tell my wife that I'm the man, I can do what I want. It always gets me in trouble when I take that mentality. But God's people use that mentality when they are walking with God. You know, it's just me. Listen, they find other things to worship. All right? The, I, if you scroll back, I think I had in there. Um, the Bible says they, they were worshiping other idols and doing their own thing pretty much. All right? So it got me thinking about this. You know, worship, we just worship. But maybe in your car, you have your own worship time, worship music. Maybe in your mind, worship music is cool for Sunday. But, but you know, that, that new Morgan Wallen album, have you heard that? Where's Dustin? He ain't here. Every time I go golf with Dustin, he has this little radio on the side of his cart. And all it comes on is Morgan Wallen. Where's Cody at? Because he plays that thing. Listen, I'm not a country music guy, so I just know the name and I know it by Dustin. Thank you, Dustin. Nobody in here seems to like Morgan Wallen, so I can tell him that. It's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, he's got a mullet, I think. I think I saw Cody. Uh, Cody, again, if you're not here, I'm sorry, but don't grow your hair into that look. I had that in 1984, I think. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Honesty. Stay focused, Andy. I don't have much time I got. Um, but honesty. Honesty is the right thing to do. Would you agree? I mean, being honest, but listen, lying gets me where I want to go a lot faster. Hmm, right? I know, I know, I know. Listen, I love my wife. Having, a, having amazing marriages is always the goal, but, you know, if I, can, if I can flirt with other people online, create some Tinder profiles, and live that life, it kind of gives me some butterflies inside. I mean, it's really no harm. I'm just flirting a little bit online. It's, it's nothing. I know. Nobody does that stuff. It's just I, I came up with it all on my own. Loving my neighbor, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be nice to my coworker, nice to my neighbor, but, you know, flying them the bird every so often when they cut me off in traffic, that makes me feel a lot better. If you drive with me, I've gotten 180 times better. I, I'm, not, I'm not flying by the bird, don't get me wrong, but I like to let them know they can't drive. Does anybody else do that? You just you, you coach people because they can't. Listen, if you, I, I'm bad at it. But I've gotten a lot better. God's helped me. But we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to love. Listen, God's plan is and always will be protection, always. That wall that was destroyed in the story of Nehemiah, he told them how to build that to protect herself. God will always protect you if you live under his grace and covering, but you have the responsibility to walk under his umbrella. When you choose to do your own thing, you sometimes have, you know, I don't know how many of you walked in with an umbrella today, right? It's raining. That umbrella covers you, correct, if you're under it? No, it does not. Help me out one time over here. Does an umbrella cover your head in the rain? Yes, live wherever you're at. I was looking for you to scream, yes, Andy. I just wanted to use somebody's name. Ter- uh, Boyd always tells me, hey, pastor called your name seven times a day, so I'm trying to come up with ways to say Boyd every time so I can just get on him. <laughs> anyway, but listen, that umbrella that covers you in the rain, 
It only works if you stand under it. You make the choice to move it over here or step over there, it's not covering you anymore. It's the same thing with God's protection and grace over your life. When you choose to do things your own way, when you step out of that covering because you want to do your own thing, you're not under that umbrella anymore. Anyway, another little tidbit. That was good. Listen, God's plan is always good. <laughs> Sometimes you got to preach yourself happy. <laughs> God's plan is always, always for good. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God said he has these plans for you. Good plans, right? These were, this verse was written to these people. In case you didn't know, I mean, it rings true for us, but it was written to them. Listen, they were, they, were, they were slipping. They were doing their own thing. God tried to warn them. They didn't listen. And, well, we're reading a story about what happens when you don't listen to God. All right? Things happen. Oh, it says I'm supposed to dismiss. Oh, if you're getting baptized, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I'm not done. <laughs> they really don't like what I'm saying. <laughs> if you're getting baptized today, which is, by the way, awesome, uh, I applaud you for that. But you're going to head to the back. There's a wonderful usher somewhere, um, maybe. But if not, they're going out that door. They're going to take you back around so you can get prepared um, for baptism. And if you came today and you didn't sign up, but you're like, man, I want to get baptized, go on back there. We don't have any clothes for you. You just be a little bit wet, but you can, it, it'll still work, okay? We have towels. So, but you're, you know, welcome to be baptized today. So, those guys are going to head on out. We're going to refocus again. How long does that give me? Just so I know what I got to do here. Okay, I'm good. Yeah, we're good. I think we're good. I always tell my students I don't talk long, but then we have like three worship songs playing. I'll be like, all right, we're going to get down to one song because I need a little extra time. Um, so, we did worship first, so I'm good. Listen, they were, they, were, they were slipping up. God tried to warn them because they were doing their own thing, and they didn't listen. God wanted to keep them safe, but they didn't, they didn't want to listen. So anybody ever want to do your own thing? I'm going to raise my hand because I like, again, I think I said I like to do my own thing. Um, but a lot of times when we do our own thing and it's not God's thing, that's when the mess happens, all right? So they were doing their own thing. It says the city, the, the walls fell, the city was in ruins, they were scattered, and, and, and like I said before, it wasn't because God made it happen to teach them a lesson. It was because they let it happen by their choices. They chose to do things outside of God's umbrella of protection. There will and always will be, this is going to be enlightening for you, choices and consequences. Always. Maybe you haven't learned that in life yet, but oh, you make good choice, it's usually a good consequence. These people are making bad choices. Bad consequences. I tell my daughter that all the time. My son's grown. He's out of the house. I can't punish him anymore, but I still have my daughter. Make a dumb choice. Listen, you get what comes with that dumb choice. I mean, just it's how I still love her. God still loves you. Doesn't matter how dumb the choice is, how big the mess is. God loves you, but there's still consequences to it. Anyway, so this is the the the, the place we often find ourselves. And this may be maybe maybe you find yourself sometimes you're just broken. You got stuff going on. You got all this 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 this, this chaos and mess in your life. You feel like your walls have crumbled. Like there's just, there's just, God, what is all, why is it just, why does it just keep happening this way? Listen, for 152 years, this, this, 152 years, they let just whatever go on happen to them. Seems like a long time, doesn't it? I mean, I don't even know if we can comprehend. 152 years, the walls were crumbled. So that means they let stuff, whatever happen for 152 years. So, so it got me thinking. Why didn't you just ask God to forgive them and, and make some better choices and change? But why don't you in your life? 
Oh, I know. That one, that one hit the back wall pretty hard. Because it, it put the responsibilities on us to do that. God's not going to make it. If you want to keep doing the same thing, making the same choices, then you're going to get the same results. God can't change his blessing for your life if you're just doing your own thing like they were doing. That's what they chose to do. But many times we don't, we don't want to make a change because it's hard. I'm not saying we like our mess, but, but change is hard. Making different and better choices is hard. But I think a lot of times it's because we feel like we've messed up too bad. We got too much junk for God to change it and God to use us. I think we feel like we're just carrying so much weight that how could God ever use me? How could God fix my mess and make a difference? Listen, that's, that, that causes you to get this mentality that, that maybe I don't deserve someone or something good, so I'll just settle. I'll just settle for whatever, God, because I don't deserve it. You know, I, I've got this job. It's not really my passion, but it's a paycheck, so I'll settle for it. I got this girl at home. I mean, we really don't get along, but it's a relationship, and I don't want to be alone. I'll just settle for it. I'll just settle for whatever life throws my way, God, because, well, it's just easier to settle. You're right. It is easier to settle. God has greater things for you, but it takes you having some faith and action to experience them. But it's easy to sit back and settle because you don't really have to do anything. You just, here, come on, let me have it, God. No. It's your responsibility. Listen, God's not done. Even when your walls are burning, your, 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 your city's in ruins, you've got who knows what going on in your life. God's not done. He wasn't done with these people. I mean, they went 152 years with a mess. You think he cares about your last few months or a year of whatever? He's not done with you. He doesn't want you to live the way you're living, but he's not done with you. God is never done, ever. Listen, God will restore his plan for your life if you choose to make some different choices. I'm going to get a drink. I don't know why I like water when I speak. I've never figured that out. I'm, I'm like nine years into speaking, and this is my favorite time to drink water. I hate drinking it at home. So if you're not a water drinker, get up and talk in front of people. Maybe it'll help you because I'm not a water drinker. Anyway, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the good stuff. If we're almost there. We're going to baptize some people. It's going to be fun. Listen, have you ever felt like in your life that, that nothing's going to change? Like you're just at a point where, man, this is... It's just been so much. How can, I, how can this get any different? How, how can life be any different? It's been the same routine of mess for so long. You know, these people, like, again, we're 152 years in, so I can imagine that it got old to them. But listen, it's frustrating when you feel like you've tried everything, you, you've been trying to make different choices, different decisions, but it's like, okay, well, this came along, and now it's this bill, and now it's this hiccup, and now my daughter had a broken arm, so I got another bill. I got, it just, it's, have you ever been that snowball where it's just like, oh, my gosh, one thing after another, what in the world? I mean, one step forward and two steps back sometimes. Listen, you don't need to ever give up. That, that a lot of times makes you want to give up. Have you ever been there where you're just like, I just, I'm done? I mean, I'll speak for us. I've been to those, those points where just like, man, I'm done with this. I just, I'm done, God. Well, God said, don't give up. You got to fix your focus. Your focus. I don't know. I was going to, the logo, if you saw it on Facebook, that's why there's focus. It ties in. But you got to change what you're thinking on. All right? Listen, most of the time we are where we are because of what we're focused on, what we're thinking about. Listen, a lot of times we're focused on things outside of the God and what he says, and that's when the problem starts. And not, not only just, they, they don't always just start. That's when usually they multiply and it gets that snowball effect going. All right? Because you're focusing on other things. I think you've heard pastors say it, but I, I know it's true. You go the direction of your most dominant thought. You do. 
whatever you're focused on, all right? Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says this. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that is so easily trips us up. I mean, even the sin that so easily trips that's just doing your own thing. A lot of times we think a sin has to be this really bad thing. It doesn't. Get your focus off God a little bit. Start start focusing on the world, focus on this. Focus. Then all of a sudden, God's not first. Remember we sung nothing else? God's got to be first. God, when God's not first, your focus is elsewhere a little bit. It starts with a little bit at a time. I'm not saying it's instant. It's just a little bit at a time, a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you're, you're everywhere. Listen, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's how you're focused. If you drive, how many know you drive where you look? Have you ever, I'm in a pretty big truck. My truck's a big truck, so I can see into people's windows most of the time. And here's what you get 90% of the time right now. Y'all can see them in your side view mirrors, maybe. But that's just people. Where's your focus? And I just use that, it's a simple example, but if you're not looking, you're driving wherever you want to go. And that's the same in your life. If you're not focused on what God says, you're just, you're kind of just wandering here and then you, you'll straighten back up real quick when you're, oh, wait a minute, I gotta, I'm gonna go to church today and get a word. And you straighten back up. And then Tuesday gets here and everybody's getting on your nerves. So you're, I know, you gotta stay focused. So I got three things and I'm gonna wrap this up. I gotta get to Lexington. Three things to change your focus or to help you refocus. All right, so if you take notes, get notes, read notes, these are your three takeaways. Number one, you gotta focus on your heart. You gotta focus on your heart. Proverbs 4.23. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Watch over your heart. So it got me thinking, how do you watch over it? It means you gotta guard your heart. I think some of the different translations say guard your heart. When I was little, playing basketball, I can remember my coach, I don't even remember how old I was, I was probably seven or eight, but I remember he, we were talking about guarding somebody. We were learning how to play the game of basketball, so he was talking to me about guarding my man. And I can remember he said that if your man goes to the bathroom, you go. If your man goes outside, you go. If your man, wherever your man goes, go. I had to guard that man. So I say all that to say, guard your heart means wherever you're putting in it, watch, what, what are you putting in it? How do you, what, how does stuff get in your heart? Through your eyes and your ears. I tell my students this, what are you feeding on? I promised my wife I wouldn't use the same analogy that I use for them. <laughs> so if you have a student, you can ask them what I'm talking about. But whatever you feed on is what comes out. That's how you guard your heart. So what are you putting in your eyes and ears? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What, what are you consumed with? If you get one hour of church on Sunday and then the rest of the week, it's just whatever the world throws at you and whatever's on social media or on TV or on the radio, and then you come back on next Sunday, you've got more of that than you do of God. You're, you're not guarding what you're putting in. So when pressures of life come on, guess what's coming out? Whatever that other stuff is. I mean, you might get a scripture every now and then, but you're not going to have faith to stand on anything God says because you've been feeding for six days on the world. I know it's a little hard, but you need to, you need to take that and run with it. So listen, you gotta, you got to fix your heart first. Everything starts with your heart, so it's got to be the first thing that gets fixed. In the Bible there, if you read that story of Nehemiah, before that was Ezra, and he sent Ezra to fix God's temple um, before he sent Nehemiah to fix the walls. God's temple was the heart of the city. It was God's instruction. It was God's dwelling place. And he sent Ezra to fix it first before Nehemiah came along to fix the walls. You've got to fix your heart first before you fix your walls. All right? Here's what I mean by that. Listen, when we get hurt, when we have something going on in our life, what is our first thing we do? We put up some walls around us so we don't get any more hurt. 
If somebody hurts us, does us wrong, do we just, we're going to block that. We're going to put that wall up. And, and, and walls are good. They do keep things out, but they also trap things in. So when you don't fix your heart first and you go and build that wall, guess what's trapped in there? Unforgiveness, bitterness, drama, mess, hate. Just, just, just the stuff that you didn't fix first gets trapped in, and that's what you're carrying. That's why God said fix your heart first. So all that stuff's not it's trapped in there, bottled up in you. All right? Don't trap it in there. So listen, I got this. Your heart needs truth, not facts. Your heart needs truth, not facts. Listen, facts change. Here's what I mean by that. Go outside. It might be fact 45 degrees right now. Fact when I walk out in a minute, it might be 52. Fact it might be raining. Fact when after lunch, it might be sunshine. Oh, wait a minute. Tomorrow, fact it might be snow. Facts change. Would you agree? Right? Truth doesn't. Truth never changes. Fact is, you might have messed up in life. You know, you're like, I'm, I'm not going to do that, God. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to do that, God. Oh, I'm not going to do that, God. The fact is, you did mess up. Truth, God, grace covered it. Done. Fact is, you don't deserve God. Truth is, he doesn't care. He loves you, period. Listen, truth doesn't change. Listen, truth changes facts. Facts never change truth. Listen, the only, the only time truth is good, here, you got to get this. The only time truth is good is when you know how to use it and when you're holding on to it. Listen, if it's shoved in a nightstand at your bedside table or on an app on your phone you never open, that truth's not going to do anything for you. And if you didn't know that's your Bible, I just I don't think anybody carries those big old Bibles anymore, so I assume you carry your Bible on your phone. But if it never gets opened and used, what's the truth going to do for you? Nothing. It just sits there and looks pretty. Coffee table Bible. Has anybody got any of those anymore? <laughs> I don't have one anymore. I, listen, Cody carried one in the other day, and it was a big old I don't know why Cody's on my mind, but it was a big old Bible he carried in. It was a nice Bible. Anyway, focus on your heart, number one. Number two. You got to focus on your future. <clears throat> got to focus on your future. Listen, you can't move forward by looking, looking, looking backwards. You can't move forward by looking backwards. Listen, you, you, things are never going to be like they were. There's not. All right. How many of you, again, driving? When you drive, if you're looking at a rearview mirror, are you able to go where you need to go? It's kind of hard. I mean, maybe you can do. Maybe you can like make one eye swing to the left of that rearview mirror, and do, I can't do that. When I'm looking at that mirror, I'm going. All right, but listen, saying I wish I could go back to who I was, how things were, how God used to do it, God doesn't live in our past. God doesn't operate back there, so why are you trying to? God sees you in your future spot. God sees what he has for you, all right? Listen, if you're focused on where you've been, you're not going to be able to see where God wants to take you. You're not going to be able to see the good things he has for you if you're looking back at all the stuff that maybe you thought you're missing out on. John 8, it's the woman that's caught in adultery, which there's a lot in that one. How she got caught in adultery still blows my mind. People are watching for you. Anyway, John 8, listen, everyone except Jesus in this story was focused on her past. Her accusers were focused on her past, thinking that it should determine her future. She was even thought that it should determine her future. If you ever read the story, read it. John 8, but listen, John 8, 10 says this. Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, let's talk about it. Let's evaluate your past, see how you can repay me for it. Wow, y'all got quiet. They don't say that if you want to read along. It says, he said, go, go focus on your future, change up, make better decisions, sin no more. That's what he's telling her. Change your ways, focus on the future. I'm not holding your past against you. God doesn't work in our past, all right? He works in our future. So you got to focus on your heart, focus on your future. Last thing, you got to focus on moving. Got to focus on moving. Listen, they stayed in the same spot for 152 years because they didn't have the discipline to move for 52 days. Kind of dumb, 
But we do that same thing. Listen, we don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to move. Listen, we go hiking with the youth group sometimes. Thanks, Billy and Annie. It's one of their favorite things to do. It's one of my most favorite things to do. But we go hiking. All right. Every time we go hiking, it kind of got me thinking. There's always three things that run through my mind: Should I? Can I? And will I? Should I go hiking? Well. They really like it, and most of our students really like it. And so it's just, you know, being the leader, I should go hiking. So, yeah, I should go. Can I? Yeah, I'm physically able. I mean, I see where we're going. It always looks like it's nice, although we took one one time that was like a death trap. Um, but I can't. I mean, I'm physically able to do it, so I, can't, I can go hiking. But the question that always gets me, and this is what I want you to ask yourself today, is will you? Will I go? Will I make myself move? Will I take that first step? Or while just standing, yeah, I can and I should, but yeah, because here's what we do with God: we don't, we don't ever want to do it, right? So, so will you put down your flesh to do what God wants you to do? Will you love that neighbor tomorrow in the break room that you don't want to love? Will you use your time, talent, and treasure to maybe serve on the worship team or serve in the church? Will you put down your flesh to live the life God has for you? You've got to ask yourself that. Listen, you. You're never going to get anywhere by staying in the same place other than the same results. Let's be real. You're just going to get the same junk if you don't choose to move and do something different. So it kind of got me thinking that I think Pastor talked the last couple weeks. He was talking about love in case you missed it. But he, he said this, and it's true. Love is a decision. It's not an emotion. So it got me thinking, and this may sound a bit, change is a decision, not an emotion. Because you're never going to feel like making a change. You're never going to feel like something your carnal flesh, your carnal nature wants to do. You're never going to want to, you're never going to buck that. You're never going to feel like fight. Does that make sense? It doesn't always feel good to do what God wants you to do. So if you're not willing to say, all right, God, I'll put down my flesh and do it. You're not going to experience the life he has for you. So hopefully that wasn't too rough. I've got to wrap this thing up. They're telling me the baptism is ready. So we're going to celebrate these people going public. But here's the most important thing you can do, the biggest decision, the biggest will you that I can ask you is, will you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today? Will you, will you say, I want a personal relationship with him? Not a, not a personal religion with him. Not a, I'm going to sign up to follow all the rules to make it to heaven with him. I mean, I got nothing for you. But God says, I love you enough. I just want to have a relationship with you. And it starts with the first simple step of saying, all right, God, come into my life. And we're going to say it together. Um, one, just because it's that simple, but two, because we, we want to support you as a family. And if you say that prayer today and you've never said it, and you're like, man, I want to be baptized, again, run on to the back, hop in the tank in your clothes, and we'll give you three or four towels to go home in, all right, because it's a big deal. And, and baptism is all, I mean, that's an exciting time, and I hope you guys stay around and celebrate with this, this group of people because it's a, that's an awesome opportunity um, to be a part of baptism. So listen, so we're going to say this prayer, um, ask Jesus into our heart, and then I'll turn this over to Daryl. So if everybody just repeat with me, say, Jesus, I believe you're real. I believe you died on a cross and that you rose again. And as you live in my heart, in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, we can clap for that. All right, so here's all I want to leave you with. All of that. Maybe you got rubbed a little wrong today. Maybe I didn't deliver it with a smile. I don't know. Listen, I, I don't have that gift yet. But I do know this. God loves you. End of conversation. If you didn't hear anything else today, if you didn't get anything else, if you, don't, if you block me out, whatever, God loves you. 
No matter the mess, no matter if you're doing really good, really bad, or in the middle, God loves you. So run your race. God's got good things for you. Um, he never got. He's, he, he never has bad. Never. Now, well, I could keep on preaching on that one, but I'm, I'm going to try to tie that up. So listen, I'm going to turn. I think it's Daryl coming in the tank. Celebrate with these guys. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with you. God loves you. We love you. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.
If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.